Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blind Donkey Runner High School Football Podcast. On this special episode, we're not talking football. We're talking high school wrestling and a little bit of college wrestling with Jason Fulmore of Southeastern Wrestling or SE Wrestle on Twitter. Um, this is a long one, guys. So strap in, get ready, and if you love wrestling, and especially Georgia wrestling, you'll enjoy this. I will say, um, I'll put it, I put it on the last podcast, and I'll put it on this one. Um, if you're able, please donate to the um, Tornado Relief Funds in Mayfield or Bowling Green or any of Western Kentucky. Um, go to WesternKentuckyStar.com, or sorry, WestKentuckyStar.com, and you'll find a multitude of links there that are legit for donations. All right. Now on to the wrestling talk. Welcome to the show. How you doing today? Hey, John. I'm good. I've never used this platform before, so that's interesting. It's easy for me to use because it's on my phone and it's accessible for my visually impaired needs. So, yeah, it works. Very cool. Yeah, no, um, I might have to use that in the future myself. <laughs> so, um, I figured we could start off with a little introduction of who you are and how you got into covering <clears throat> the whole southeast portion of the United States with wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. I I grew up wrestling. Um, you know, my dad was in the military. Uh, kind of moved all over the place. Um, and kind of went in and out of wrestling for uh, a long time just because of different places where I would move. There would be wrestling and then there wouldn't be wrestling and so on and so forth. Uh, finished high school in Florida. Um, went to college. Wasn't good enough to wrestle in college. So, um, But I still had a passion for it and got into coaching and coached for <clears throat> 20, 10, 12, I don't know, years or so. Um, and... Uh, and actually, back then, um, I had started a website back in the 90s, uh, um, which was crazy, uh, uh, devoted to Florida wrestling. Um, and, uh, you know, we it was pretty basic and pretty straightforward and not as many graphics and no social media and, <laughs> and all those things. Um, but, you know, it was kind of like a newsletter or, or you know, whatever. And, you know, forums that used to, to happen and they still happen kind of now today. And, um, and then I, uh, my wife got a job in Birmingham and, and I moved to Birmingham and went back and got my PhD and, and kind of got away from it for, for, uh, for about a decade. Um, and then about, uh, about 10 years ago, I, um, I was like, you know, I'm sitting behind my computer and uh, I love the sport. I was so frustrated as a kid and as a coach of how little coverage we got. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we just we just work really hard and we we don't get much love, you know, unlike football or, you know, some other sports, especially here in the southeast. We we just don't get a lot of love. And um so I said, you know what? There's no reason I can't, I can't do this. You know, I had one back in the '90s. It's got to be here now. Um, so I, um, 
I started a website really devoted towards um, Alabama, which is where I was located at the time. And and then some people in Georgia and Florida saw it and they're like, you know, you need to do this. So I went to Alabama, <laughs> Florida and Georgia. And then like it feels like I, you know, had brain damage now because I keep expanding. And and about five years ago, I've got South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, in addition to the three states. And I am just overwhelmed with the amount of information which is fantastic i mean i think it's a really good thing but i do wonder if and i do i am concerned that maybe some people compare my site to you know uh, other sites that you know they have a devoted staff and they have a devoted you know this and that and everything else i mean i'm i'm a i'm a one man and um i do my best but it's it's tough oh I'll just say this. I've enjoyed seeing your coverage the last few years that I've been, I mean, looking at your Twitter, I've, I've really enjoyed your coverage of not only Georgia, but you know, Tennessee and uh, North Carolina and Alabama. I've really seen, I've really enjoyed seeing all that. Thanks. It's, it's a, it's a labor of love. You know, everybody's, I don't know if everybody has a passion project, but um, I, I really, I, I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy one of my favorite things to do is, is I, every Tuesday during the season, we produce a hammer of the week um, and I get the coaches to submit um, names of their kids that they thought and they can define a hammer however they choose. And, you know, it's an opportunity to recognize a kid who may never win a state title, but, um, you know, works every, hard every day in practice, gets better, is getting better, is kind of, you know, you know, on that path and, and, uh, and they get a little shout out, you know, with a graphic or whatever. And I think that's pretty cool. So, yes, I like I've seen those and that's that's really cool. Um, what weight were you in uh, high school when you were wrestling? Yeah, so I wrestled 98. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wrestled. I was tiny. I was uh, well, tiny. I was 98, 98. Um, then I think it was 103 back then. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe 105 and then and then i finished my senior year at 112 um probably cut way too much weight to get to that point (laughs) um it just i was i was not a very smart weight cutter i was not a very smart wrestler i was much stronger and happier and people around me were happier when i weighed more than that and Mm. you know all those things so actually when i became a coach I really just tried to discourage my kids from from cutting too much weight. Or if they if they did decide they wanted to go down to another weight class, then they uh, then we talked to them about you know how you do it, not uh, not the stupid way that uh, that I was was trying to to make weight, you know, which oh, yeah. was was just terrible. So. You know, oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Uh, looking back on it, it was so much easier to cut weight then than it is to lose weight as an older adult. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> like, no oh doubt. <laughs> In fact, we um we have a uh, <laughs> we have a challenge. Um, so I guess the guys up at Blood Round uh, RTC up in Michigan every January they they have a you know, it's for charity, I think. And it's a bunch of old wrestlers who, who online get together and try to lose weight and whichever team loses the most weight. I don't know. I don't know how all that works, but I'll tell you what, I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I work out like I work out a lot and I, I've actually only gained weight, not lost weight. It's killing me. Well, like I run 
every day. Like I run 30, 30 to 40 miles a week and I'm still at like 185 when I used to be 152, 145. It is crazy. To- yeah. Did I lose you? I think I lost you. I'm going to send you a link again. There we go. You got me? Yeah. Was that me or was that you? I'm not sure. Hmm. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. No if worries. it was me, uh, it might, I don't know. It might have been my face touching my phone. Who knows? Ah. Um, I've, I've had technical issues all the time, so it's my, my people are used to them. <laughs> what where did you where did you catch me before it was gone i think we were just complaining about you know we can't cut weight anymore <laughs> yeah not and and actually to be to be fair i'm not i'm not complaining about not cutting weight i mean or the whole idea <laughs> um but yes it's it's a little frustrating not being able to lose weight even though i work really hard at it <laughs> um so i figured we could get into the class by class breakdown of georgia um, sure so I get you pick. You want to start at the highest level or the lowest level? Um, uh, let's let's start at the top. We'll start with the big schools. All right. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I know the big boys like you know Camden, Valdosta, Lowndes, Parkview, uh, Lambert, but I don't really know much about seven A. So okay, I know Valdosta six A. I just messed up there, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, so you know, one of the things that that I think is really interesting, and this didn't this didn't happen when I was a coach. It's more of a newer phenomenon. Is we now have a dual state championship, and we have a tournament state championship, and a traditional state championship. Mm-hmm. And for me, watching across the southeast, you know, what makes a good good dual team is significantly different than what makes a really good tournament team. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually asked the coaches to do a dual ranking and a tournament ranking. And they, they, their reflection or of their rankings is very similar to what I think in that, you know, there are teams that may not have, you know, I mean, if you have like three, four, five in Georgia, if you have, you know, five or six really, really good kids out of 14, I can make a run for a state title because those kids are going to score a lot of points in a tournament setting. Mm-hmm. But in a dual setting, they will never win a duel if they don't have the other weight classes. Right. You know, so it's so fascinating that, um, and, and I don't know if you've ever been to the dual state championship here in, in, uh, in Georgia, but it is a spectacle. It is absolutely the single best event to go watch um when they're all together in Macon um which they've gone away from for the last well last year because of COVID and they, they're away from them again this year um they're back at the schools but when they're all together and you have a bunch of different teams it's really fascinating to get them like they're all cheering for this team or that team and even though it may not be their team and it's packed and it's just really loud and it's it's a lot of fun to be around so Anyway, um, yeah, so so 7A, I mean, I mean, what, we can't really say anything other than, you know, 
uh, Camden has been the uh, the top dogs for a long time. Coach Wilder does some outstanding work down there. Wow, he's still down there. Yeah, yeah, wow. he he is, he is, and he's um, you know, he it's amazing to me. He he he's got the a, a real plug and play type of uh, a program. I mean, you know the whole, the, you know, we throw around cliches a lot of you know you don't you know, rebuild, you reload or things like that. And, but it is absolutely true with Camden. I mean, he'll lose two or three state champions. And then the next kid who walks in, walks in and he's competing for a state title, even though he may be a senior and has never wrestled in at the state tournament before he's been in the room, right. He's been working hard, but you know, he comes from, for the rest of the people, he comes kind of from out of nowhere. And, you know, you go, wow, you know, that's uh, that's a real testament to the depth that he has in his room. Um, I remember going to a camp, I think it was my sophomore year, so it was probably 05, 06, and he was okay. still the coach down there. And that's why I was like, wow, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, where'd you wrestle? Uh, Oglethorpe County. Oh, okay, yeah. We're getting back into the competitive We. We were competitive, but we weren't on the level that Oglethorpe County is now. Yeah, so you know, it's it's funny. I've now been able to look, um, you know, with a much longer lens since I've been in the sport for so long, and you know, you have kind of blips, and it's really unusual to have like the Camdens um, or in Florida, like the South Dades, who kind of there or there every single year um it probably is a, a testament to you know their coaches being there the expectations being the same they don't have a lot of t- turnover and they continue to churn out just tough kids year in year out um so yeah um but you know for me 7a it, it is camden you know it's it's camden camden is is it but there are a lot of really good programs in 7A, you know, um, Lounds, um, West Forsyth, North Forsyth, who just beat West uh, pretty handily um, in a duel. I know West has been down a couple of kids. Um, Mountain View, Colquitt County, um, you know, those are all teams that I don't think that they knock off Camden, but they uh, they, cer- they certainly will give them – it will certainly give them a run, a run for their money, and I say that now. And then Camden might win by. <laughs> but, but I, I look, look at this team, and I think that they, they really have a, a good shot. Awesome. Who would be your surprise team that has surprised you in right now? Um, out of seven A, um, well, I don't know that anybody's really surprised me. Um, I think that. I think that um, probably North Forsyth is is stronger than what most people thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some they have some really good kids. They have Bentley Wheeler and Dylan Lyerly, I think is his name, his last name, um, who are you know top of the podium types of kids. But Travis Gerard does a, a really good job of getting those other kids in the lineup good to go and ready to wrestle and that sort of thing. And um, they may, 
they may not have started as one of the top programs, but you could see based upon who they had returning and things like that, and the type of coach that Travis is, that they were going to team that they were going to be a team that kind of continued to move up, and and by the end of the year, we're going to be tough. So I don't know if it was a surprise to me, but I think it probably was a surprise to a, a lot of people that uh, that they're moving as uh, far up in the ranks as that what they have. Awesome, awesome. Um, moving on down to six A. Yeah, I'm assuming you've got. Brunswick, who's been good lately, you've got Valdosta, and you got Buford. Is there yeah, yeah, yeah. At the top, yeah. So I, so I think those are your top three. Um, I think that uh, as I talk about Georgia six A, six A is probably the deepest weight class or deepest classification in in the state. Um, you know, you've got you got programs that may not be in the top 10, like, I don't know, Pope or, or Cambridge or South Effingham or, or some of them that are, you know, Sequoia that are down kind of towards, you know, the bottom part of the top 10, but those are programs that can go out and compete with anyone, anyone in that top 10. I mean, and, and so, so it's not as it, the pack is much closer in my mind in six A than it is in any other, uh, classification. But that said, you know, Buford, Buford's um, got some really talented freshmen. Um, they're tough all the way through the lineup. Um, Coach Brugliss does a, a fantastic job up there. Um, the question will be, can someone exploit kind of more of their upper weights um, where they might be a little bit weaker? Um, and, you know, honestly, Valdosta and Brunswick are two programs that have the bodies and the ability to do that. Um, if they can stay close down low, Valdosta's got jo- um, Josh McCutcheon, who's a returning state champ at 195. Brunswick has really talented, you know, 195s, 220s, 285s, that sort of thing. So I think it's actually going to be a lot of fun to to watch those duels and, and see, and, and also the tournament and see how it plays out amongst the three of them. Now, are any of those heavyweights from Brunswick, Valdosta, Buford, or they those heavier weights? Are they any from football, or are they coming straight from wrestling? Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know because I don't really follow football. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't know. I know that Josh McCutcheon, and I I hope I said said Josh's name right. Um, I, I know he is either committed or signed to wrestle at Gardner Webb. Uh, in North Carolina next year, uh, which is a D1 program up in North Carolina. Um, is he a, a football player as well? I, I don't know that. Now, I can throw out a couple names for Brunswick, Anthony Lowe and um, uh, Stanley, Staff and Stanley, um, and uh, I'm trying to think of their, their heavyweight's name. And so those kids uh, from Brunswick, Again, I don't, I don't know if they they play football or they don't, but um, they sure, they sure look like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I was, I was asking because Buford just won the state championship, um, and they they just finished the championship this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, you know, and and that could be they, uh, yeah, and and so you were referring to Buford, and and right now they are a little weak up top. Um, but I don't know in terms of returners. 
I can look it up, but I'll just do it off the top of my head. Um, in terms of returners that are up top, um, you know, it, it's not the first thing that pops into your head when it, when when you think of Buford. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that they don't have good kids up there, and it doesn't mean that those those weights are holes by any stretch. Um, but but what I do know is that you know Buford is is kind of like the twenty seven Yankees down low. I mean, <laughs> you know, they are they are super tough with a murderer's row, quote unquote, of you know of kids from. You know, Ryland Eibold will be at, at six, I believe. And he's a returning state champion at 106. Mm. Um, he's listed at 106 for the knockout here in a couple of weeks. You know, Max MacArthur is 13 and Drew Gorman is 20. Um, you know, and you just move up and both. I mean, Gorman is a, a two-time Fargo All-American um, and he's a freshman and MacArthur's a freshman. And so, you know, you've got kids who, who even though they haven't necessarily had the high school accolades yet, they um they certainly will will be in the hunt for an individual state title and that's and that's where Buford's really up in other places but but that's uh when I look at it that's where I I look and say if you can keep those kids from putting up points on you you might have a shot um who do you said Candom in seven a who do you think comes out of six a with the dual championship yeah so I I think I think it's Buford um. On paper, it's Buford. It, I mean, they look like the 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 team to beat, um, but you know, I I don't I don't put anything ba- past uh, Coach Bartolota or or Coach Robbins at uh, Brunswick and Valdosta. Both of them know how to get their kids ready, know where to exploit some weaknesses, um, and they'll all come and battle hard. Um, so, you know. Um, I think it's Buford, but, but I don't think they're, I don't think it's, you know, a clear cut decision of who, who is number one. And then I, you know, I should also say is that just because we're talking about Buford, Brunswick and Valdosta, I mean, you still have Alexander and Lassiter and Richmond Hill, South Effingham, Creekview, Cambridge. I mean, they have to get through tough teams to even get to the point where they're battling one another. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, the depth in 6A is something that, that you really have to pay attention to. So, you know, jumping to that point, you go, mm, I, I think I might pause for a minute. Buford, Buford would be my kit pick. But as I say, and when I write things up all the time, I mean, <laughs> I'm, uh, I would never, I would never put money on, on high school wrestling because I mean, I've seen kids who were fan- fantastic. You should never lose, um, lose. So. Yeah, you you mentioned Coach Robbins at Valdosta. Was he at Morgan County? He was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we wrestled. I wrestled against his guys in high school when I was at Oldsworth. They were man. We got. I know I'm sidetracking, but we were in a tough region, and I may be biased. We had North Oconee, we had Buford, we had Morgan County, uh, Love It, Wesleyan. That was our region. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, if people don't know, I mean, those are traditionally just throwing out, you know, those teams' names and today. But, you know, the other part of it is, is that, is that, you know, during that time that you're talking about, those were some really good teams during that time as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so moving on down to 5A, and I actually know a 
little bit about 5A because um, I live in Cartersville. Woodland and Cass are right here. So is Carter. Yeah. Um, and Woodland is traditionally one of the powerhouses and Cass is right there with them. Um, so are there any other people to watch out for in 5A? Yeah. So, so um, certainly Woodward Academy. Um, uh, they have three kids who will wrestle D1 next year. Um, one going to NC State, one going to Arizona State, and one going to West Point. Um, Woodward Academy will be in the hunt. They just beat Cass up at McCauley um, uh, in a tournament. Um, and I always kind of hedge when I say in a tournament, that sort of thing, because just because you beat one team in a tournament at such and such a location doesn't mean you're going to beat them in a tournament you know, at right. a state tournament or something like that. And it's just not, it's like comparing apples and like tires. I mean, that's not even a comparison. It's so, <laughs> you know, it's so, um, so crazy. Uh, but, but that said, um, really it's probably a three team race between Woodland casts and Woodward Academy. Um, each of them has, I mean, just unbelievably really good individuals each of them also has a few holes and it's going to be, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to two kids who don't win a state title or don't even place at the state tournament, who it'll be come down to them wrestling one another to determine who wins the duel. Or because all kind of like the best kids from Woodland will cast cancel out the best kids from Cass, the best kids from Woodward Academy will cancel out somebody else. And then you get then then it really comes down to like that one thirty-two pounder or whatever that you know, is that person gonna step up and be able to get me points at the state tournament? Or is gonna are they gonna win their dual meet? Or are they gonna more importantly, are they not gonna get pinned? Are they not gonna get about six points in a duel and they'll lose by decision and only give up three? Those will be the things. It, that's actually one of the things, reasons why it's so much fun to watch because because it 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 puts the focus the the studs the hammers still have to do their thing they mm. still have to go out there and they have to get their pins and everything else but it really will, it probably will come down to kids who most people don't know that will end up determining who ends up winning that team title. Um, so. If you had to rank the top three right now, how would you rank them? Yeah, so the coaches ranked it Woodland, Cass, and Woodward in duels. And I think it was Woodland, Woodward, and then Cass in tournament. Um, I... Uh, um... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Wood I, I, I think Woodland is the team to beat. I think that they're they're the team that everybody else is gonna have to figure out if they're going to how they're gonna match up with them and, and how they're going to beat them. Um but that said, um uh, it is the closest race. Well, okay, not the closest race in Georgia, but one of the closest races in Georgia. Um, and I think that it wouldn't surprise me at all if Cass or Woodward Academy um, ended up with the title. Now, I should say also um, in the tournament, 
um, Ola and Harris County will certainly have um, their kids will deter will help determine the outcome of who wins the tournament title because they have kids who will win state titles and who will beat kids from those other teams. Now that the team itself probably doesn't rise to the top three, but they're taking away points from those other teams. Mm -hmm. And those two teams will have kids who take away a lot of points from those other teams. Um, now this is just me knowing this at the middle school level. I know Woodland is going to be stacked for a while. They just, uh, they beat Cass or, uh, county duels this weekend pretty handedly um um and then on the local front here uh what is your opinion of cartersville where do they stack up in all this um yeah so <clears throat> so cartersville has a new coach right um and uh and i think that uh, they have some some really good individuals um but they as a team you know, they, they, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be in the hunt as a team. Um, now that said, you look at, uh, was it Shadre Hurst? I think, um, I, yes, sir. I think I heard that name earlier today, actually. Yeah. So Shadre, <laughs> he looked outstanding at Macaulay. He beat James Howard, who is a multiple time Tennessee state champ before he got hurt last year with a, a knee injury, Ooh. he was one of the top five heavyweights in the country. I mean, he was, he was right up there with Chase Horn and, um, Chadre, um, he beat him, uh, and with a takedown at the end three, one. Wow. So yeah, no, he, he, if I'm a, if I'm a college recruiter and I'm paying attention to what in the world's going on, He's a kid who would pop on my radar screen. Um, he's big. He's he's solid. Extremely well for a heavyweight. Um, he has a lot of potential, and uh, and you know they've got some other kids that you know are tough and will be in the hunt and will be in the hunt for a state title. But but he's a kid who kind of pops out to me. Um, does Calhoun hang up there with? Or are they in the top ten? No, not really. Um, okay. I mean, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of good programs in 5A, a lot of good kids in 5A. Um, your challenges, especially as you get to the top, you know, um, those those programs are just uh, they're just producing kids who are gonna have won a Super 32 belt or or are Fargo All Americans or national champions or you know gonna wrestle at North Carolina and Virginia Tech and. Arizona State and so on and so forth. So, you know, the level of competition is just just completely different. They're they're local to us too. That's why I was asking. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think that you know it's one of those things. Again, you know, locally, this kid's pretty good, or this kid's pretty good, and and individually they might end up being pretty decent. Um, but when you, it's it's like coaching in Florida. You know, I'm coaching in I don't know Kissimmee. And I know my, my kids and everything else, but I haven't seen what the Miami Southridges of the world look like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they may look really tough. So in my area, my kid's a stud. When we go outside of my area, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I guess we can move on down to 4A. Yeah. Um, Gilmer, West Lawrence, uh, 
so Gilmer's three A. Okay, sorry, that's that's okay. But, um, I'm trying to think. That's a that's another class that I'm not very uh, up to date on. Yeah, so four A, four A for forever oh, has been the world of sorry. Jefferson. I just I just remember they were in four A. Yeah. It's been the world of Jefferson for forever. Um, Coach Thurman, will, you know, <laughs> boy, they, I mean, everything ran through Jefferson. Um, it was two years ago, I think, that they hit a blip in the road. And um, t- for the first time in <laughs> however many years, uh, didn't win a state title. Um, but last year, they they came back with a vengeance. Um, I think they might have called it the Redemption Tour. Um <laughs> And uh, and they look like it, and they have a bunch of young studs in their in their lineup. Um, a lot of freshmen and sophomores, um, and they will not only be good this year; they will be good for years to come. Um, so, for me, um, I hate to say it, but the truth is. I think everybody else is battling for second in 4A. Um, Jefferson's that good. Uh, obviously, if they get a couple of kids who, you know, get injured or, you know, something happens and they're not in the lineup, maybe this becomes competitive. But but West Lawrence and Flowery Branch, North Oconee, you know, those Columbus, those those programs um, are chasing, chasing Jefferson. They're probably running for second. Awesome. Uh, my actual high school coach is now the af- assistant athletic director at North Oconee. So, um, oh, okay, yeah, and they've got a great program. And they were great when I was there too. <laughs> yeah, no, they've got a great program. Um, I love watching kids from North Oconee. Um, I love watching kids from from different programs that you know you can just tell that fundamentally they know they know what they're doing. They they play coached really well. They may not be a kid that, you know, most of the national people know. They don't go to maybe a national tournament or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's a school that I, if I'm paying attention to and watching and watching how somebody competes, um, I know that at least they've been in a room where where, uh, where they know what, the, what in the world is expected of them. Right. Exactly. Um, I forgot to ask you, who are your surprise, surprise teams in 6A and 5A? I forgot to ask that. Yeah, so surprise team in 6A. Let me think about that for a second. Um, hmm. Um, surprise. Let me go back to what I was looking at with 6A. You know, I think, I think um, again, I, I would say the same thing that I said with, uh, with, um, with 7A. I'm not completely i'm not sure it's a surprise for everyone but um south effingham um kind of didn't start on the radar screen for mm-hmm. me or for lots of people but i believe at the blue line duels they they beat richmond richmond hill in a in a duel mm-hmm. um kind of demonstrated to me that that uh that they have they have kids who who definitely can compete and, and wrestle and and in a deep 6a it's going to be hard to kind of push into, you know, um, to be known, but, um, 
Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I didn't know if Richmond Hill had their full team or didn't have their full team. I have no idea. But but you go out and beat a good team, you know, you certainly deserve to be popping up on on screen. Right. Um, and then five A, <clears throat> you know, I think probably Locust Grove. I think uh, you know there that's a program that that again is is traditionally had some some really good kids and things like that and. Uh, and it's again hard to make some waves into the top five with the top five teams, but um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Locust Grove was right in for for. Uh, I think it should be a, a top five finish. I think they they have enough kids that they, they can make that happen. Awesome. And then, uh, who's your surprise team in four A? <clears throat> um, that's a good question. Um. I get I could say surprise teams like I'm surprised like maybe they're not they've kind of fallen off a little bit or or something along those lines. Um but I think we'll stick with the positive and I'll and I'll go with um I'll go with Heritage Katusa. Um and I think that's how you say it. It is. Um uh they I I watched them last weekend uh compete. They got some good kids, some hard workers. Um, I don't know how good they are in terms of depth and as a team, how they're going to kind of turn out. Um, if they're going to be a team that is able to kind of push up into the top, you know, 10, top five. Um, but I was impressed with several of their kids and I thought they wrestled really, really hard. Awesome. Um, moving down to three, eight. Now I've seen, you've got rock Mark at the top and I, they're local to us as well, and I know they're good. <laughs> I mean, they're, I think they've won most of their duels tournaments. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually funny because I think Gilmer beat Rockmart in a duel, and Rockmart moved in front of them in the ranking. And, like, the like I talked to some people, and I'm like, um, you know, I don't I – don't, I don't do them. I don't do the rankings. You know, the coaches send me it in and <laughs> I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe rock Mart went somewhere else and was really impressive. And coaches said, Oh, they're, they've got to be the number one ranked team because they were so impressive and, and whatever. In my mind, uh, it's a coin flip. I mean, rock Martin Gilmer should come down to one or two matches. Bonus points will determine who wins between the two of them. Now, I think it's really important to say that doesn't mean that they're the only two, you know, horses in the show or, or whatever. I mean, Sonoraville, Coney County, North Hall, you know, Adairsville, you know, those are teams that are all going to be there. They're all going to be, they're all going to be competitive. But I, I do think that it probably comes down to Rock Martin Gilmer. Um. Talk a little bit about, about Adairsville because they're local to us as well. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> you know they, um, it's it's hard to actually get a really good gauge on Adairsville so far this year, um, just because they we don't get a lot of results from lots of different places. It's kind of like a, <laughs> a desert of you know of of information um, uh, in certain areas, and Adairsville is one of those, but. Um, Adairsville is scheduled to go to the heart of Dixie, um, over, over in Birmingham, Alabama, um, against some really good programs. 
And it will be at that moment. And it was that moment last year, actually, um, where they had a really good showing against some really good programs. And that was the moment I went, oh, you know, you might want to really pay attention to this team because mm-hmm. this team is going to this this team. If you don't know about them, this team is going to surprise you. Is that the case this year? I mean, things change so dramatically, you know, with kids either being around and, you know, coming back or deciding not to come back or this or that or whatever. Um, but I will tell you that if if the kids that there could come back and are back, um, go and compete in, in Vestavia and, and do well, um, I think that, uh, you know, like an Isaac Lindley and, and that sort of thing, you know, if they do, that they're, they're going to be a tough, they're going to be a tough program. That's a big tournament over there at Vestavia Hills, isn't it? Like, there's a ton of teams coming over there from Georgia that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So um, traditionally, it's been it's been a little bit um, tougher. Uh, they used to have teams from like Oregon that would fly in. They had teams Jeez. from um, all over the country that would fly in. Um, I think COVID really kind of put a little bit of a damper on it, just because of um, <clears throat> you know the ability to travel and wanting to keep things kind of close so that you didn't have exposure and that sort of thing. And right. So I, I think they're down a few teams, um, but you know, you still have Vestavia and, and I know that Bremen's going over and Adairsville will be there. Um, they'll have some teams from Tennessee that are coming, coming down as well. Um, it'll be, it'll be a good tournament and it will be a good test to see. Um, I use all the tournaments as kind of for me as I'm, as I'm assessing and getting ready to write like a preview or whatever, mm. to me, they're kind of a, like a, a litmus test, you know, they're kind of a guide, you know, a measuring stick of saying, uh, you know, I, I watched this kid or these kids and I was really impressive in this environment. I would think that you take it into, you know, this, the state tournament or whatever, they, they're probably going to pre- do pretty darn well. Awesome. Um, so who would be your surprise team in 3A? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't think I can call North Hall a surprise team just because they've been at the top. You know, they were at the top last year and that sort of thing. Um, same thing with Gilmer and Sonoraville and Rockmart and Adairsville. Um, you know, it might be a Coney County just because I think that they're, it's a little, they're, it's a little quiet. Everybody mm-hmm. focuses on the other names that I was talking about. And um, and even though Oconee County is, is still a top five, top six team, I think that they can be a top three, top two team. So what will they be? I don't know. But I, I think that they're a team that, that, uh, that could surprise a few people. Awesome. Awesome. Um, getting down to double A, which I kind of know a little bit about. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, Oglethorpe County's down there. I mean, and yep. you got Chattooga, who's yep. usually really good. You've got, um, you know, Bremen, who is usually pretty good. Um, Elbert County, they're traditionally good. I mean, and then I'm probably missing a few. I mean, but yeah, yeah. So, so it's um, it's a you know, two A and one A. Um, the 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 difference between the top programs and say more of the the bottom bottom like 
you know, when you're 10, 11, 12, it's pretty, it's pretty big. Um, uh, but that said, the top five teams in 2A are just so tight. They're so close to one another. Um, and those, to me, those five, top five teams are Oglethorpe County, love it. Fannin County, who kind of came out of nowhere last year. Um, Dade County, and is it Bremen? Bremen. Bremen? Bremen. Yes, sir. Bremen. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Tony. Uh, I mess it up all the time. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, That's the guy I would want to get on the show as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he is uh, he's a hoot. He, um, he probably knows more wrestling, uh, more about wrestling than, than anybody I've ever interacted with. So um, those five teams, um, they're the top five teams. Now, Banks County and, you know, Elbert County, Vidalia, Lamar, you know, Pepperell, the, um, they're, they're all, they're all great. I mean, but, but I think those five have kind of separated themselves and mm -hmm. the battle amongst those five, I think will be one of the most interesting things to watch as we head into January. Um, you know, um, yeah, those 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 programs are are solid from top to bottom. Um, kids will come in battle, and like we said before, with some of the other classifications, those five teams it will come down to who wins particular matches and who steps up at the state tournament and scores points because they'll be that close to one another, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, Lamar, they had like I haven't seen them wrestle. I've just seen. You know, they've been at tournaments. They've been at big tournaments. I mean, they went to Smoky Mountain. And eight years ago, they didn't have a program. Yeah. So I believe, is it is it Ryan Alpho, who was the coach at Lamar, who has now moved over? Um, and where is he now? Uh, Glenn Academy, maybe? Oh, wow. Okay. And Ryan... Um, and Ryan probably doesn't remember me from anybody, but <laughs> Ryan wrestled uh, in high school. Um, he was a multiple time state champ for South Dade in Florida and wrestled um, against one of my kids, either in the state championship match or state semifinals. And um, so I remember him very, very well. He has built up a, a really good program and, um, you can you can watch the kids wrestle and you know they know what they're doing. Um, it's probably a bleed over from from his time there. I don't know who the new coach is at Lamar County, um, but if you get somebody in who can pick up the reins from from the foundation that I think he's built, um, you know that's a that's a program again that that should continue to just get better and better and better. When was Ryan there at Lamar? Uh, I think he I think he just left this past year. Okay. When I was down there, they had just, they had got one of the cross country coaches to start wrestling, and he started uh, the wrestling program because his dad was an older wrestling coach. Uh, Oberg, Mike o Mike Oberg was there. Okay. Um, he was also the baseball and cross country coach. So, I mean, yeah. Well, and and honestly, that that happens a lot of places. Um, um, you know, it happens. Um. You know, it's it's why you see, it's why you see, um, it's why you see some some programs kind of pop up and mm -hmm. then 
then they, <laughs> and then they, and then they go away. You know what I mean? So you get in and you get a really good coach for a period of time who, and I'm not saying like a football coach or a cross country coach <laughs> aren't good. I'm just saying they, they may not know wrestling the way that, you know, somebody who has wrestled at a state championship level, you know, um, that sort of thing. And, um, and yeah. And so, so, uh, you know, you get in and, and maybe they're for a period of time and then they leave, you know, and, and then who steps in, especially at a smaller <laughs> school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just glad to see Lamar doing well in wrestling. Cause like I said, when I was down there, um, working out with their cross country program and going to Gordon state, they didn't have a program and they started the year I left. So, yeah. And, and I don't know how long they've been around, but I know, I know Ryan was there. So, um, now coach Stoudemire is the head coach at, uh, Oglethorpe and he was, a, he was a rival of us when I was there cause he was at Morgan County and then he went to Clark central. Um, and then he, I think two years after that or three years after that, um, he came over to Oglethorpe and, re- uh, decided to be their coach. And I knew that Woodland was, or Woodland, Oglethorpe was going to be really good when he was there. Cause his team were always dominant at Clark Central and uh, Morgan County. Right. Yeah, um, and, 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 and they still are. I mean, and Oglethorpe still is because he's still there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and still pushing those kids to, to you know, get better and better and better and better. So, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you don't want to kind of totally focus in on, you know, the coaches, but they play such a huge role in, you know, the – I mean – Brent Bremen, you know, is the program it's it is, and the program that it's been mm-hmm. for as long as you can remember, because of Tony. I mean, right? The, it it just is. He he knows wrestling. He knows he knows how to motivate his kids. He knows how to do all those sorts of things, and 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 it's big. Um, you know, if I was an athletic director now, if what I what I know about wrestling. I am, I'm getting a really good coach in and I'm getting some excellent, really good young assistant coaches to help that coach because mm-hmm. I want to start building the pipeline of those coaches coming up and, you know, and stepping in when that other coach decides that they're done. Awesome. I, I, I agree. Um, who are some hammers for Oglethorpe County? This is selfish. <laughs> well um i think a couple of names kind of pop into your head uh or pop into my head um so brian valadares is a returning state champ um a kid i love to interact with uh is shane watson shane as a returning state champ and um and uh i think he said like maybe 145 um but you know very very uh very uh, fun kids to kind of interact with. Uh, Shane's a, a fun kid to interact with, talk to, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, but it will be, I mean, those, again, those kids are going to be important. But it's, again, I'm going to say it's the kid who is the 170 pounder, or the 195 pounder. Or I don't, I'm just throwing that out there. They might have a stud at 195. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's those kids who are going to help them especially in a tight team race so um but you know you can you can talk log into the knockout um the what 
December 27th and 28th. I should be calling it, I think. Um, and Oglethorpe is scheduled to be there. Oh, wow. And, and Oglethorpe is scheduled to be there with the Bufords and like the top programs in the entire Southeast. So you will get a sense of, of two way Georgia and, and how good they are. And they're, they're really good, but now they're going up against the woodlands and now they're getting, now they're going to get Woodward Academy and now they're going to get South Dade in Florida and Thompson in Alabama and, you know, skyline in Virginia and all these sorts of things. And it will be a 64 man bracket. That is just ridiculous. Wow. Man, it's so much different. When I was in high school, the longest trip we took was to from Oglethorpe to Cass over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, imagine how different it is now than when I wrestled in the '80s. So, um, you know, we probably we probably all walked. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, we. Uh, yeah, no. It, it's it's become a whole other world. Um, it's pretty interesting to um, even from when I coached. Um, you know, Super 32, which I don't, I've referenced a couple of times now, and I don't know if your listeners know, but Super 32 is one of the premier high school events in the country. I mean, I see more college coaches at that event than any other. It happens in October every year in North Carolina. It is right before the season starts. And it started as, I think Super 32 was like the 32 teams or 32 counties or whatever in North Carolina and they tried to bring, you know, as a preseason tournament, all these good kids together. But it was like North Carolina. And that was in like 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. Now, now it has a bracket. There are brackets that are 256 kids big. Jeez. And kids from California and kids from Wyoming and kids from obviously all over the southeast and the northeast kids from every single place and to go to super 32 and to win it shows that you are at a whole other level so we went from that and i think it was 2002 when it started to now 20 years later almost 20 years later i mean it is the single premier event uh in high school wrestling wow so so yeah the, things have changed a lot even since you wrestled but things oh, yeah. have changed a lot um Bremen is local, and I've got some friends down there. Talk about a little bit about their team and what expect for Bremen. Yeah, so, you know, um, one thing that you can say, I think, year in, year out, as it, as it relates to, to Bremen and, you know, the, the kids that, that Tony produces, is that they're all going to be, you know, well-schooled, hard-nosed, you know, that sort of thing. Now... Now there's there's different levels, you know. Braden Sauls is probably if you don't know if anybody who wrestles for for Bremen, that would be the kid you would know. Um, mm-hmm. He <clears throat> infamously, which I thought was ridiculous last year, got uh, dinged a, a team point for doing a backflip after he won his second state title, second uh- or third state title. Um, you know. I think that that's not something that we should do. I think you let the kid have his enjoyment. He's not showing up another kid, um, but that's the rules and that's the way that works. So um, he's a, he's, he's an absolute hammer. He's a, he's um, he is the kid that you would know. Um, but, you know, like I said, again, before it's going to come down to the kid, to the kids who, who, um, who aren't him. 
you mm. know, you know, is, you know, are the like Nate Armises, you know, are the, the Cade Wallace's, the, you know, the AJ Sanders, that, you know, the kids that are not necessarily um, at that level, are they going to be able to fight through and, and make it to the podium? Because that is what's going to separate, you know, uh, them from, from the other teams. Um, what about Harrelson County and Heard County? Yeah, so <clears throat> Harrelson, um, I, I don't know much about Heard County. Again, it, it's a little bit like uh, until they pop up on the screen this year. Mm. You know, you don't really know. You know in your head who's coming back um, or who's supposed to come back, um, whether they do or they don't. Um, Heard County doesn't hasn't it hasn't really had any kids, you know, that kind of pop up on the radar screen, though. Um, Harrelson County... Um, you know, they had, uh, their, the, I think their two brothers, um, Clay Hyatt and Richard Hyatt and oh, both, wow. both were state placers last year. And, um, I think Richard graduated. He was a heavyweight, mm-hmm. but Clay should come back. Clay, Clay should be back. Um, and, uh, again, I haven't seen them pop up on the radar as far as results and those sorts of things, but, uh. You know, he's a returning state runner-up, and if he's back at 195 or 220, um, I would expect that he'd be back in the mix again. Wow. I, I, I say wow because he's an outstanding quarterback, and that's just an all-around athlete right there. Oh, is that right? Mm. I See, I have no idea. So, Clay Hyatt's a, an outstanding quarterback for Harrelson? Yes. And at one point this year, he wasn't even getting any looks, and he was player of the year. And I think he finally got a – a scholarship somewhere and I, I think he took it but i mean he was impressive well i'll tell you you know and that might be one of those things where you know now i'm going to focus on this i've got a scholarship that sort of thing and he doesn't wrestle and that's possible um it, it certainly has happened in the past but uh um, i'm a big believer in that you know um you know wrestlers um, make really really good football players especially at certain in certain positions and mm. uh and that sort of thing. So I hope I hope to see him back on the mat, but I haven't seen Harrelson County at all this year. Um, Temple and I'm, – I'm going locally here. So Temple and Callaway. Yeah. So um, so Callaway, um, I, I, those are both programs that I haven't seen a whole lot of mm-hmm. um, this year. Um, Callaway, uh, another 2A program, they lost their – um, their one kid, uh, really, they had two kids that were really quite good from last year, um, and both graduated. Um, so they're going to be, I think they're going to be relying on, on some, uh, some sophomores, some freshmen, maybe some juniors in there. Um, if I were to pick based upon last year, I, I would throw out the name like Alan Schumann, um, Joseph Schumann, though, they're, they're both heavier kids, um, who both put up points at the state tournament um, and assuming they're back, they, they might be kids who, um, you know, could make a run or something along those lines. But again, I should tend, you know, should say that I, I haven't seen them wrestle this year. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Temple um, Temple's got a couple of, uh, of kids as well, as well, like Andrew William Dyke. Um, and uh, Tay Freeman both wrestled well last year at the state tournament. 
um, neither placed, but uh, I think they're both seniors and, and they might be two kids that, that locally you might want to pay attention to and see how they do. Um, what about Central Carroll and Carrollton? Yeah, so I talked to the Carrollton crew quite a bit. Um, I do too. I'm, I'm good friends with Coach White over there. Oh, you are? Okay, so so I, I talked to Coach White quite a bit as well. Um, we've had conversations in the past as it relates to, um, you know, Brock DB and, you know, a couple of those that he had that, that, are, that are hammers. Um, I think they're probably in his mind, you know, a little bit down compared to what, you know, some of the kids he's had previously, but, you know, he still has some kids. He still has some tough kids, you know, um, Gito Marenko, um, is a kid that he talks about a lot. Um, (laughs) um, and you know, I think that those are kids that, you know, they're going to continue to work hard and continue to get better. Um, but he doesn't have that, that stud like he's had, you know, or studs he's had in, in the past. So, and then Central Carroll is a really interesting one. Um, so last year they had, what, four state placers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Aaron Sheffield, who is a multiple-time state champion. Um, I've watched him wrestle this fall and that sort of thing. Um, is he at the lower level weight classes? No, he's about 160, 152, okay. 160. Okay. Um, but... Uh, you know, he, uh, the, um, uh, Central Carroll like forfeited like six weights, um, just a couple weeks ago, or maybe just a week ago at the, uh, at their tournament. And, um, <coughs> Sheffield wasn't in the lineup. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if something's going on. I don't know if, you know, you know, if they're, you know, if we'll see them, I mean, he wrestled all fall. So I know, I know he was there. Um, mm-hmm. He wrestled at super 32. He, that sort of thing. Um, he is definitely a threat to win another state title. Um, but it is always one of those things where you kind of pay attention when a kid isn't in the lineup for a period of time, you go, Hmm, I wonder why, you know, is it, I don't think it's a weight certification issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think he's pretty much set on his weight. He's not like he's not like a twenty six pounder who's trying to go to one thirteen and you know is waiting to figure out how to get down there. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, you know he's set on his weight. So mm-hmm. is it you know is he out for another reason? I, I have no clue. I think he they they uh, wrestled at their county duels tournament uh, Wednesday night and they got second to Villarica. I'm I'm pretty sure he wrestled. Uh, Wednesday night, so he's. I'm pretty sure he's back. Okay, okay. I I hope so because that um, would be uh, that would be a situation where I mean we need to see we need to see the best kids, you know, wrestling. Um, you you were talking about Marinko. His his sister's pretty good too. Yeah, his sister is pretty good. You know, and I I didn't do a I didn't do a very good job of talking about the girls because the girls in Georgia are really are quite good. Um, yeah, she's, uh, and am I guess, is it Amaria? Amaria? I don't know her name, but I just know she's really good. Okay. Yeah. So she's nationally ranked at 197. Um, and, uh, and yeah, she, you know, I, I think Carrollton is actually building up a, a pretty good girls team. 
they've got a pretty good squad of girls, obviously led by her. Um, the biggest challenge, I think, for the girls within the state of Georgia is that girls in college wrestle freestyle. They don't wrestle folk style. Um, yeah. Unlike the, the guys who go to college and wrestle folk style, um, they, the girls do not. So, um, so wait, you, wait, go ahead. Girls, girls in high school and college, they wrestle freestyle? So girls in high school wrestle folk style. Okay. Okay. But girls in college wrestle freestyle. So why, why is that? Well, I, I I can speculate. I couldn't tell you. I wasn't in the room for why the decision was made or anything like that. But mm. my speculation would be this, and that is that. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so traditionally, there haven't been a ton of girls' programs or women's programs over the last 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. it, it has not even, it has not been until the last, I don't know, two or three years that we've seen this explosion in the number of women's programs across the country. Mm -hmm. We're now well above a hundred um, college women's programs. Wow. Um, but I would guess that if you went back five years ago, there might've been fewer than 20 or there might've been 20 to 30. Wow. So That's we're talking about this huge explosion in the number of programs. And I think that traditionally they saw themselves as this is going to, the reason we're wrestling in college is because we're preparing to go to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, you know, Tamara Mensah Stock and Sarah Hildebrand and, and many of the top women's top women who went to Tokyo and won medals. Mm -hmm. They wrestled in college. They were better. They they got an opportunity to spend four years honing their craft that would go that was an Olympic style, as opposed to wrestling a completely different style. And then, you know, like we're in high school. We if you're in high school, you wrestle folk style during part of the year, and you wrestle freestyle and Greco during the other part of the year. Well, the everywhere else in the world wrestles freestyle and greco they don't wrestle our style mm -hmm. and i think the college women's program said if we're going to do this we need to focus on being successful internationally right so we're going to focus on freestyle and they weren't they weren't um they weren't hemmed in by the ncaa because he, it's it wasn't an ncaa sport it still isn't an ncaa sport it's an emerging sport um so it's not like the NCAA couldn't come in and say, no, you need to do it with these rules or this style or whatever. Mm. And there you go. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know all that. Yeah. So, and, 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 and to extend that and, 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 and the thing that I would tell all the girls that I talked to in the state of Georgia or in Alabama or in Florida or any of the different places is you need to wrestle freestyle. If, if you are going to be successful and you want to go and wrestle in college, that's what they're looking for. It's great that you are a three-time state champion, but you need to be like the Amani Jones. Do you know Amani? Uh, the name doesn't sound familiar, but... Okay, so Amani Jones um, wrestled at Ola High School here in Georgia. She was one of the top one, two, or three at her weight over the last several years 
at Ola. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about one, two or three in the state. I'm talking about one, two, three in the nation. Oh, wow. Um, she went to the Pan American Games and won a title, um, a, a gold medal at the Pan American Games. And she currently wrestles in college. And the reason that she had that opportunity and everything else is because during the non-high school season, she wrestled freestyle. And she she knew the style really well, and now she is one of the top top fifty names to watch in women's wrestling in college as a freshman because she already had that base. She's not like learning a new style. Mm-hmm. So if you're a high school girl like Ranko or you know, um, so Genevieve Van, uh, who on who wrestles up at Kennesaw Mountain, who is nationally ranked, or May Prado, who wrestles at Laster, who's also nationally ranked, they, they wrestle freestyle. And mm-hmm. if, if you're a, a if you're a girl, you need to figure out how to get into freestyle in addition to wrestling folk style, and uh, and, and your path forward. Now, in the girls' division in Georgia, do they have? Is, is it all one class or do they divide up in classes? Because I've, I've heard, I thought I heard they have one class. They do have one class. Um, so it's really interesting because, you know, it was what, uh, maybe three years ago. It, I mean, time slips away from me, so it's hard to remember exactly how long ago it was now. But it wasn't that long ago that it was their first state tournament. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a ton of girls. I mean, there, there were girls that wrestled, but there weren't a ton of girls that wrestled. And again, just like we've seen the explosion with the number of programs and college programs, we've seen the same explosion within, within girls wrestling in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, just take a look at last year's state tournament. You have one classification. There were no sectionals. Um, typically, Kids go through like a region or an area, then they go to sectionals, and then from sectionals, they go to state. And it's a a process where you're eliminated as you go along, and only a certain number of kids get to that point, right? Right. Right. All right. So last year, because of COVID, um, they they did not have a sectional. They only had the area, region, and they took the top three kids, boys, and they moved them all the way to the state tournament. So the state tournament was actually larger last year. Than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. This year it'll actually be smaller because a change in the rules. But right. But we're, we'll, we won't worry about that. For the girls, their first step in the process is sectionals, not area region. Mm-hmm. So it's sectionals because there was no sectional tournament. Any girl who was eligible could wrestle in the um, state tournament. Wow. And. And that showed you, and I'm going to actually pull it up because I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you, let's see here, tournaments. Sorry, we're, I know we're on a podcast and I'm on my, my computer, but oh, you're good. I want to I wanna make sure I, I like really illustrate it because, you know, we have so many, um, we have so many weight classes, but Let's see here. Teen, no, wrestlers, weights. What what are the are, what are the weight classes for the girls? But you put one ninety seven, that's different from the height the boys the 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got 102, 112, 122, 132, 142, 152, 162, 172, 197, and 225. Um, there's been some discussion about what um, to make it uniform because each state was kind of doing their own thing. Right. Um, I don't know what those numbers will be moving forward. Um, I think this year they're staying exactly where they are. Um, but but in the future, um, we should be pretty uniform across the country in terms of the weight classes from place to place to place. But I'll give you an example. 122 last year at the state tournament had 50 girls. Wow. Yes. 50 girls were in the bracket. So wow. usually you have to go through that sectional process and some get eliminated and so on and so forth. Well, last year that didn't happen. So that shows you that you had 44 at 102, 45 at 112, 50 at 122, 40 at 132, 43 at 142. I mean, you had so many girls. Wow. And it just, it, it's, you, it's been a, a level of explosion that I don't know that uh, um, everybody was anticipating. It's fantastic, but it, oh, yeah. I don't know that's, that everybody was anticipating it. That is, that's, that's awesome. Like, I, I love seeing that. Yeah, me too. I, because I coached, so when I coached in 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 high school down in in Central Florida, um, our girls team were was fantastic. Now, what's fascinating is I coached girls, and this was nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Coached the girls and the guys, but I was an assistant coach, so I kind of floated back and forth between the groups. And um, <clears throat> so this is this is more than twenty years ago, almost. 25 years ago 23 years ago right this year this year will be their first sanctioned state tournament wow it's taken them that long to get <laughs> sanctioned jeez yeah and they have i mean last year at the state tournament i mean they had tons of girls they've had more girls participating in wrestling than so many states across the country <laughs> but they have not been sanctioned until now well i'm glad they're finally sanctioning because it's really cool to see I agree. Um, so I don't know how to do this because we, you know, we've been through class and class classes, and you know, on the boy side, but on the girl side, there are no classes. Right, so it's kind of hard to pick who's going to be at the top team wise or you know, individually wise. Yeah, so I think what you do is you, you know. As far as the girls go, you look at the the teams that are traditionally really pretty pretty tough. Um, they get a lot of girls out. Um, most teams, to be fair, have a girl or two or three, and they have a pretty small number. Yeah. To be competitive for a team title, you pretty much need to you need to fill all ten weight classes. You need to you need to be there and be competitive. And there's there's <clears throat> probably I don't know. 10 to 20 teams that will fill an entire their entire squad um the teams that pop out are chastity um and again i hope i say it right i just slaughter our names all left and right you're good there okay um greenbrier um alexander carrollton veterans like jackson county gilmer has has quite a few girls lumpkin county mm -hmm. um you know, those are those are the teams that uh, that <clears throat> that field a full squad and and has some 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 really good individuals. Now they might have one like Carrollton has Marenko, 
um, or whatever. But, uh, but, you know, putting, putting girls in bodies and in, in weight classes is from a team perspective, team perspective is huge. Um, I guess we could go by weight class and see who your top four would be. And what? And the girls ranking because they're in weight classes, right? Yeah, there, there are. I don't know that I can do it. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't know if I can do it. I, I, I just, cause I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what weights they are this year. Uh, okay. I can I can tell you, like I can tell you, um, Genevieve Vaughn at Kennesaw Mountain. Um, she last year took second at one thirty two. She is probably a forty two pounder. She could even be a fifty two pounder. Um, May Prado, who took fourth last year for Lasseter, and I say these two girls' names because I've seen them all over like i mean in fargo i've seen them wrestle genevieve van on and i keep messing her last name up you know she she was an all-american in fargo mm-hmm. um so you know it, it's even more difficult for the girls than it is for the guys because there are girls that i just don't know if they are going to return um who was it it was a uh, it's a girl for dade county um Two years ago, she won a state title, I think as a freshman. And then, and then, yeah, but then I don't know that she wrestled again. And I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. Um, But it's just one of those things. Uh, You know, another girl that, that, uh, that everybody should pay attention to, we've thrown out a few names, uh, is Sydney Solens um, from White County. Mm -hmm. Um, And what, one of the things that was pretty cool about her last year was that she won a state title and her brother won a state title. Oh wow, that's cool. That is cool. So um they both they both had state titles. She, he graduated, she's back. Um she will be one of the the top I don't know, 162, but you know, kids change weights and if you don't see them you, you go I don't know what weight they are. <laughs> you know? I mean Right. They could be a, a six pounder one year and a twenty six pounder the next year, and then oh, yeah. there's other kids, especially if you don't know the kid specifically, who let's say the kid couldn't make you know couldn't fit into the lineup at fifty two, and because there was a stud at fifty two, but but he still placed or she placed at sixty. Right. Well, next this year they're now down at fifty two. Rarely do we see kids move down a weight class from year to year, but. You know, if you couldn't fit in the lineup at one place, you know, you bump maybe, up. Yeah, you bump up for the year, but now that stud at 52 is now graduated. So you now move into your natural weight. Right. And so picking out weight classes is pretty darn difficult. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why. It, so I do rankings, I do individual rankings in Alabama, in North Carolina, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida, Brant Parsons does the rankings in Florida, but I want to do individual rankings in Georgia. Um, Georgia Grappler does individual rankings, but, um, you know, you, you, you just, <laughs> it, there, there's just not, the coaches don't put out the results mm-hmm. and I'm not going to guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, one more local school, and then we can go back down to single A. Okay, uh, Villarica. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I, I you know, it, uh, um, I would always say that wrong. I, I know now how to say it. Um, you know, this is a, a team that you just, you mentioned earlier that they, um, uh, they won, what was it? The County? Yes, sir. They won the County duels over central Carroll. Right. Um, they beat Mountain Zion. They were the three seed. They beat, uh, I believe it was Mountain Zion, and then they beat Central Carroll. Yeah. So if you look back um, a couple years, right, you, you're talking about let's let's go back five years. You had a good program, mm. and then you know some of their studs, state champs, you know things like that. They graduated, and they went they went through a period of of not being not being as tough, right? But um, but you're talking about now winning the county title. They went over to Spartan uh, Invitational over, I think it was the Spartan Invitational in Mountain Brook in, Florida, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And they, they wrestled well and they wrestled tough. And what you're seeing is you're seeing this kind of resurgence of a program where on paper you might look at it and you go, okay, so they've got a couple of kids you know, like a Pacey, Pacey couch, um, who I think won over in Alabama. Um, but you know, as a team, I'm not hundred percent sure what kind of program they have, mm-hmm. but, but they're now showing this kind of resurgence as a team. And I would put money that I might know couch's name. I may not know anyone else's name on that, <laughs> on, on the team yet, but I do wonder if we, you know, if we wait until mid-February, if we don't see a, a few other names start popping up and a, a few other uh, kids starting to make uh, make it a, a, a run to a spot on the podium uh, in Macon. So, oh. yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. That's a program that I think is is definitely trending in the right direction. Um, Couch is one of the guys that on the broadcast uh, they were highlighting from Rilerica. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've seen him wrestle um, – and uh, and I think he wrestled really well over over um, in Alabama, but I don't, you know, I don't know about the other kid. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, moving moving down to single A, who would be your top four teams in single A? I think yeah, I so I'll go ahead and take it. Try. Huh? I think I know one of them, and trying. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they are. Uh, so they're the team that that knocked off or stopped commerce's commerce's streak um, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, an absolutely fantastic program. Um, the same thing happens in one A that happens in two A, and that is one A has five programs, maybe more, but right around four or five programs that are super tough, super tough. And then you move down and, you know, you know, the Screaming Counties and the Pacellis, is that how I say it? Um, You know, the Wesleyans, the, you know, those, those, those teams will have good individuals, but from a team perspective, it's going to be a barn burner between Tryon and Social Circle and Mount Pisgah, who won last year, um, Commerce. And right on the outside or the edge of that is Holy Innocence. Um, Those programs, um, I think it probably comes down to Tryon versus Social Circle. 
but I wouldn't count out Pisca either. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, and, and I don't know if you know, but Tryon just went up to, where was it? Uh, Gallenberg, Tennessee, last weekend. Yeah, and Pokemon. Beat, yeah, yeah. And they beat, beat Jefferson. They beat Jefferson. Right. 27-27. So if you don't have a sense, I already talked about how tough Jefferson was. If you mm. don't have a sense, that should give you a really good idea of how good yeah. that team is. Tryon, I think, returned. Um, I'm going to have to look this up real quick. Um, I think they returned all 14 of their starters. Wow. Yeah. They returned two state champions. And they returned like six other state placers. Wow. So... They are tough. They are, they are, I think that they're the team to beat. Now, a lot of people will tell you social circle is a team to beat, and I don't disagree with them um, because social circle, just like Tryon, I mean, returns a ton of kids who have made the, the podium in uh, Macon. Um, they return pretty much their entire squad. You know, so, so I can get the argument, um, but I, it, it'll be interesting to see who wins. Uh, the, that's going to come down to it. Pisca's on a little bit on the outside. They lost uh, the Bertrands, um, you know, David Bertrand and uh, Catherine Grace Bertrand um, are both now wrestling at Presbyterian up in South Carolina. Oh, wow. um, yeah, she's wrestling on the, the girls team. David is wrestling. Um, on the guys' team and is starting for their team as a freshman. Wow. Um, yeah, and Jake Piccarelli, Pic- and I, I hope I said Jake's name right, you know, he he was a state placer for them last year. He's now wrestling at um, uh, UNC Greensboro. Josh Noble, who wrestled for them last year and won a state title, um, graduated and is now wrestling at Roanoke up in Virginia. Mm. Um so Piscuit's got some great kids, and they'll be in, they'll be tough. They they return you know some really good kids, but but they also lost some kids. <laughs> um, but I've I've been paying attention to try and and but you go up to a big tournament like that, and you defeat Jefferson like that, you you're good. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I, I don't I didn't see it coming. Um, I mean I knew they were good, but right. I, I didn't see them beating Jefferson by twenty points. Right. Now, again, did Jefferson have all their studs in the lineup? You know, how did the matchups look? I, I, I'm like swimming in results and data and information, and, and sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around. I'm actually focusing on the knockout right now and preparing to cover it and cover the um, National Collegiate Duels on Monday and Tuesday. And, uh, um, and I don't know when this is going to air, air, but um, in, uh, in Florida. But, you know... So I'm a little focused on those things, but yeah, I mean that comes across your your screen. You go, oh, that's pretty interesting. Is that the big tournament uh, that I've been seeing on Facebook? Uh, the National Collegiate Duels. Yeah, now my my brain is blanking. I've been seeing it advertised on Facebook all week. Um, yeah, so um, so it's a tournament run by Journeyman Wrestling. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it's in Niceville, Florida on Monday and Tuesday. Um, it has Iowa, Penn State, Arizona State, Virginia Tech. It has like 
six of the top 10 teams. And what they do is they put them into different pools and there won't be a crossover between the two different pools, but within each pool, um, they will, I mean, you have some awesome college wrestling happening, happening, you know, within several hours of, of here. It's, 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 it's going to be awesome. Um, you're calling the tournament. Uh, where could people watch it if they want to watch it? So I'm not calling it. Um, I'm just coming down to cover it. I'm calling the knockout. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Cliff Fretwell? The name's Compa- Compound. So he, he will be one of the announcers. Um, uh, they, can, they can watch it on Rockfin. Um, they can also... Um, they can also, I think, still buy tickets. It's the thing that's really cool about it for me is not only do I get to watch, you know, Iowa versus, I don't know, maybe Arizona State or something like that, right? But it's only two thousand people in in the thing. There's only two thousand of us, so like I am like right on top of the map. Like we can, I can watch Spencer Lee, the Hodge Trophy winner, like compete so close. The last time I watched Spencer Lee compete. I was in like 25,000 people in a huge <laughs> stadium and I was nowhere close to the mat mm-hmm. and my ability to sit so close to the mat and be able to watch these top level, you know, college wrestlers compete. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, now this is the knockout. Like you said, Oglethorpe's going down there. Buford's going down there. Yeah. So for the knockout, I, I actually just dropped, um, on my Twitter, uh, the list of teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got, let's see, Cass, Colquitt, Creekview, Flowery Branch, uh, Mill Creek, Mount Pisgah, Oglethorpe, uh, Vidalia, Walton, West Lawrence, Woodland, Jefferson, uh, Columbus. I mean, top Georgia programs are going down to it. Lounge will be there. Wow. And then, I mean, and that's an awesome, I mean, that could be a state tournament just in Georgia, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you add in the top teams from Florida. You add in Thompson, Alabama, which is the, the number one team. Uh, well, them and Vestavia are battling it out in seven a and, and Alabama got skyline, Virginia, which I think was second or third in three a in Virginia last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a, couple of Kentucky teams. Yeah, it's um it's it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a knockdown drag out affair. It's it's it always is. Um and uh yeah I mean I think uh I'll pull it up real quick. I'm gonna actually share this because if you can tune into it if you like if you like high school wrestling. Oh yeah. Um you know even if you're not able to make it to Kissimmee 152 pounds has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten kids who won a state title last year. Wow. Yeah. Caleb Henson, who is a two-timer. Killick, who is a three-timer. Jack Crook, um, who is a three-time placer, a one-time champ. Jeremy Paradise, so on and so forth. I mean, Flo's number one ranked kid, number 11 ranked kid, number eight ranked kid. Um, and that's 152. <laughs> Caleb so. Henson, where is he from? I recognize Ca- the name. Caleb goes to Woodland. Okay, that's why I recognize the name. Yeah, <laughs> and he signed with uh, Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. Um, you mentioned, now this is 
I know this is way off topic, but I follow the I follow a few schools out of Kentucky, out of Region One, um, McCracken County, all those schools. Who's coming down from Kentucky? Because I w- I was told it was a club sport, not a state sport. Oh, in in Kentucky? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a state sport. It's uh it's sanctioned. Oh, okay. Um, I was told the wrong. only state, the only state that is. Uh, well, that wasn't sanctioned, but now is, is was Mississippi, um, as far as I know. Um, but here, let me pull. Let's see if I can find it. Hang on. Paducah Tillman? Yeah, Paducah Tillman. Oh, yeah, they they were good last year. Yeah, so they're coming. Um, let's see if I can. It's on the front page of my website. Um, is a list of the teams. So... Let's see, Eastside, South Carolina, Archbishop Rummel from Louisiana. I'm trying to look at all the out-of-state teams. Heritage, Heritage in Tennessee, Surrey Central in North Carolina. Um, now, there's only team from Kentucky. Paducah Tillman is the only team. Oh, okay. Um, they're actually kind of close to the tornadoes that came through. Um, oh, are they? Yeah, yeah I was they wondering. Weren't, they weren't hit, but they're, they're – so Kentucky's divided up in 12 regions and for uh, for at, most athletics and region one consists of Paducah Hillman and Mayfield is in that region as well. Huh? Okay. Yeah. You know, we get a, we get a lot of crossover, not a lot of crossover, but some crossover into um, Tennessee for Tennessee tournaments mm-hmm. um, from Kentucky. Uh, those Kentucky teams. Yeah. I, I follow them more than people think I, I mean people are wondering why i follow them so much but yeah <laughs> and and why do you follow them so much okay so uh, every podcast gets this so in college i had a friend who uh was playing at gordon state which was where i went to school and he graduated or transferred to murray state which is right there in the region one area and i became a huge murray state athletics fan realized that some of most of the a lot of the athletes that were going to Murray State also were from that region one area, so I started following the high schools in that area. So okay, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, um, most people assume I'm a Georgia fan, which I am a Georgia fan, but uh, when it comes down to it, I'm more of a Murray State fan. Okay. Now, for football, since we don't play each other, it's kind of easy to be both both a Murray State fan and a Georgia fan. But yeah, the uh, is that the racers. Yes, the racers. Yeah, I should get points for that. I didn't even I pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> that's all. <awesome. laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, according to Track Wrestling, it's it's K H S A A, and I think it's I, I'm I'm pretty sure that it's uh I, I'm pretty sure I would know if it wasn't sanctioned. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I would. I wish I'd have started following it more because I was told it wasn't a sanctioned sport. Hmm. Yeah, no, and and you know, so I don't know if you know, um, you know, Con- University of Kentucky used to have a, a wrestling program. Oh, really? Yeah, back in the seventies, um, oh. and uh, it was started and then ended actually with the same person, and that is Fletcher Carr. That name sounds familiar. Okay, so the Carr family is from Easton, Pennsylvania. Fletcher Carr is like the oldest brother of a ton of brothers Mm -hmm. and joe carr is probably the if you were to say kentucky wrestling joe carr is the name that or most people know Mm -hmm. and uh he is 
he is Kentucky wrestling. In fact, I think his son won like four Kentucky state titles and he wrestled Nate Carr, who is also related to the family wrestled at Iowa state. Um, Jimmy Carr was, I think the youngest ever Olympian uh, in wrestling mm-hmm. um, once upon a time, many, many years ago. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of history in Kentucky um, for wrestling. And yeah, they used to have a really good um, college program. Um, I'll get back into the college lace in a little bit. Cause I got some questions about that. Um, okay. uh, so you, we've, we've talked about the top four teams in uh, single a, um, who was your surprise team in single A? Um, God, that's a good question. Um, uh, I, hmm, who is my surprise team in single A? I mean, you know, you focus in on the top five mm-hmm. a lot, right? And and that's kind of your that's kind of who you go to. Um, you know. Uh, Screaming County is is um, has gotten better and better and better and better. Um, I don't know if it's a surprise, but they they continue to get better. Pacelli continues to get better. Um, I I just think I, I I don't know that there's a surprise, but those are two teams that if you're not looking at the top five, those are the two teams that I'm thinking to myself: Are they going to be somebody who who is able to push? and get into those and break out that top five. Um, what about Mount, Mount Zion Carroll and Bowden, which are the final two local teams? Mm, so Mount Zion Carroll, I think I remember that versus Mount Zion Jonesboro. Right. Right. Um, so Mount Zion Carroll, uh, the name that pops out is um, Joseph Daniel. Yes. Uh, who was a state placer last year. Um, again, uh, I'll use the caveat. I haven't seen Mount Zion Carroll compete uh, this year. So what weight he is and, and all those sorts of things. They also have a, a, a pair of brothers, I think, up at, up top, um, Nathan and Dylan Buchanan, um, who uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they they're also um, make a run for a spot on the podium as well. Um, I think Daniels is either 32 or 26. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he placed last year at 32. Okay. But again, like I said, you know, you haven't seen him compete. You don't know. Um, you know, I'm looking at the entire Southeast and kind of focused in and it's a little bit of a guess. Um, Bowden, um, honestly hasn't had a whole lot of kids. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know much about Bowden at all. All right. Awesome. Um, so my college questions. So Bellarmine is a school in Kentucky that has a wrestling team. I saw that when uh, I was paying attention to Wisconsin the other night. Yeah. They, they were at a tournament together. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. And then SIUE is an OVC school, which is in the same conference as Murray State Athletics, and they have a wrestling program. Yes. Um, how likely is it that o- other OVC schools or small schools like that in that area would get wrestling or could bring wrestling to their programs? Well, that's a, that's a $10 million question in, in, uh, in the wrestling world, isn't it? Um, yeah, we saw, we saw wrestling 
really get hit hard by Title IX over the last, what, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't, I mean, to be fair to Title IX, it wasn't only a Title IX issue. Um, the athletic departments used it as a Title IX issue um, to kind of justify wanting to spend more money on other programs and other things. Right. Um, you know, they used, you know, there was no opportunity for equality, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, guess what? Now there is. Now there is. And and so I personally think that, you know, um, King University up in Tennessee has a really good women's program and it has a really good men's program as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the strength of 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 the women's programs and wanting to start women's programs across the country, I would I was the second D no third D one school, but the biggest obviously, mm-hmm. who now will have women's wrestling. Okay, mm-hmm. Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes, which is crazy, you know, Presbyterian, right. Sacred Heart, and now Iowa, and. Wow. And I think that if you see an uptick in and success in on the women's side at, say, a Murray State or, say, you know, some of those other OVC schools, if you see if, if the athletic department sees it as an opportunity, mm-hmm. then that's our foot in the door for men's programs getting started as well. Right. So what you do is like what Presbyterian did, which didn't have a program years ago. Mm. I mean, just within what, five years, three years, um, didn't have a program. They started a men's and a women's program exactly at the same time. They hired Mark Cody as the director of wrestling. And then he hired a coach or coaches underneath him to run each of the different programs. Mm -hmm. I think that's the model. If we're going to see, some of these programs come back in in that area for men i think the pathway is is through women having their wrestling program who are some of the southeastern universities that have good women's and men's program i mean we've already talked about you know north carolina state virginia north carolina um but who else should people watch out for for on the men's and women's side down here in the south yeah, so I mean, we don't have a whole lot of D one programs, um, but the D one programs we have, the you know, NC State is a is a maybe a top five program. I get to see them on Monday compete. Um, very excited about that. Um, North Carolina is it's got a really good program, and one of the things that I think about North Carolina that's really interesting is is Coach Coleman and and Ramos. Um, they have. They have some some women, just like Arizona State, who are in the room and are practicing and are getting better um, and trying to 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 push to get, um, you know, make an Olympic team or something along those lines. And they're going where I mean, Coleman Scott, I said Coach Coleman, Coleman Scott um, was. Uh, you know, he, he was an Olympian. He was I think he won bronze. And so they're going to go to those places you know, is that an opportunity for for those schools to to again, like maybe start a program or something along those lines? I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, it's interesting that Chloe Ogden, who wrestled at Lake Island Prep in Florida, is now at the University of North Carolina, going to school, getting her degree, 
not wrestling in college, but is practicing every single day in a D1 program. Um, so you got those, um, you know, Campbell and, and App State and, and UTC and, and, and all those programs, you know, down here in the SoCon, um, you know, good programs. But if you're talking about, you know, D1 programs, NC State is probably your best shot at, at a team really kind of reaching that top level. Um, but, you know, we have great, we have great D2 and D3 and NAIA programs here. Um, Reinhardt yesterday beat Life um, University in a duel. Life was number two. Reinhardt was, I think, number five. Mm-hmm. Um, Life won, for, the, for your listeners that they don't know, Life in NAIA uh, snapped a huge long streak by Grandview, Iowa, um, and, and won a national title last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's the kind of level. Um, Coach Acosta and, um, you know, Coach Bedard at Reinhardt, I mean, they have some fantastic programs, um, and, and and those are those are they're they're really really good. Um, not the D one level, but you know, and and they're populated by a lot of kids who were very successful, you know, winning state titles in Georgia and you know locally around the southeast. Um, so they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, on the women, <coughs> life has a really good women's program. Uh, it's run by uh, Ashley Sword. Um, they will be in the hunt. Um, there will, you know, I- I'm interested to see how Presbyterian continues to develop their program. Um, but, you know, the, the, the powers that, that be, you know, the Kings and, and things like that up in Tennessee, um, they still right now aren't, they're, they're at the top level. But it's going to be really interesting. So many new programs in women's wrestling in college um, how does how does that continue to develop? Will the high school program and high school girls um, continue to develop to be able to send really good wrestlers to college? Because with all these new college programs, the opportunities are huge mm-hmm. for girls to now go and, and wrestle in college, um, probably get scholarships. I don't know that side of things. Um, but, you know... we're going to need, we're going to need those girls to step up um, if we're going to continue to have uh, growth within college wrestling and for the, for the women. Um, Reinhardt is actually just up the road from us here. uh, Oh, and Willeska. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I had considered uh, hopping in the car and driving up to it yesterday. And I uh, actually had, had a conversation with Lee Pritz, who's the assistant coach at uh, Arizona State. Uh, he and I were supposed to have a, a podcast interview for my own stuff that I was doing, and um, so I couldn't I couldn't make it up there. But but that duel is uh, if you go back and watch it, it is it is wild. They, oh, uh, they're they're two awesome programs. Do you know where you can watch it? Yeah, I think you can watch if you go to Reinhardt uh, Reinhardt's athletic page. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they um they they uh recorded it you might also try naia wrestling um they might have recorded it as well awesome um so i figured we'd get to some just non-wrestling fun questions and then i'll let you get out of here because i do this with everybody okay that sounds good Um, so what's the best place to eat 
where are you from again? I'm from everywhere. Okay. Um, but I, I, but I, I've lived the last 20 years in Birmingham and I've lived the last seven months in Macon. Okay. So when you're going to a wrestling tournament, what's the one tournament you look forward to because of the food in that area? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, so what I try to do is I try to hit a different, um, I try to hit a different tournament every single like weekend mm-hmm. and for years. So like I went to McCallie in Chattanooga last week, last weekend for the first time in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Everywhere I go, <laughs> I already have kind of mapped out where I want to go and eat. Um, <laughs> you know we already talked about being fat um uh yeah so i try to i try to eat uh try to go back to the same places um i guess the place that uh i i really like to go visit um as far as food goes uh that wouldn't be my hometown because i love birmingham like birmingham is where i lived for 20 years and i'm a big food person and birmingham was awesome mm-hmm. um but I would say probably Charlotte, North Carolina. I, I love going to the different places. And I couldn't tell you a specific restaurant or things like that. Um, usually I get a coach or a parent to kind of recommend something. And I'll go and try something new every single time I go. Awesome. Um, did you ever make it over to a Barons game? Oh, yeah. I was a Barons season ticket holder for years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm a huge minor league baseball fan up here. We've, we've got Rome up here. Yeah. Me and my wife have made it up to Chattanooga, um, but get over to Huntsville and watch them. But yeah, we're huge minor league baseball fans. Yeah, you need you need to get over to the Barons in their new stadium. Have you, have you been there? Uh, no, but we'll get over there hopefully. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. When I was in college, I, me and a friend hopped in the car and drove up the Eastern Seaboard over to Minnesota and down. And every single day, we stopped and watched a either a minor league or a major league uh, game. Oh. That had to be a blast. Oh, it was. It was so much fun. I had so much fun. I've seen the Durham Bulls in Durham. I've, you know, I've, 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 you know, the Toledo Mud Hens to, you know, all sorts of different, different places. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, what is your favorite Southern saying? <laughs> yeah, it's hard because I'm not really from this. I mean, I guess I've lived here for a long time, but I don't sound Southern at all. No, um, no. Uh, you know, I would say, you know, people would say y'all, um, you know, y'all or, you know, like somebody's precious or something along those lines are probably, probably at the top of the list. Um, I say y'all because when I go to, to different places, um, you know, they say it differently. You know, I'm up in Chicago and it's used guys and I'm up in the Northeast and, you know, it's yins or whatever. And, and you know different places, so I always like the that word kind of is one of those things that I love to kind of see how different people say it. Awesome, uh, that's one, that's part of the South. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite uh, memory? We'll go on watching it on TV or on the radio, and then a memory from you being in person live for wrestling, or um, we can go either one, sports or wrestling specific. Um, uh, good question. Wow. You should have given me this before and I would have really thought about <laughs> it since, instead of pausing for you. Um, you know, uh, on TV, uh, probably one of the things that 
um, that stood out to me. There are two things that probably stood out to me as I was at different points in time in my life. Now I'm in my fifties. So it, you have to remember it's been a long time. Um, but I, I, I saw on TV, um, the immaculate reception by Franco Harris, uh, in the Pittsburgh Steelers AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a, a very memorable memory. Um, Kirk Gibson, uh, coming out against Dennis Eckersley in um, the World Series and hitting the home run and then barely being able to walk around the bases is, oh, a, yeah. is another one that uh, that stands out to me. Um, you know, those, those, those two memories, like from me being, well, I wasn't as much of a kid anymore when Gibson did it. Um, but those are, you know, things I watched on TV that, uh, that really stood out to me. Um, you know, Gable Stevenson, if we're going to, if we're going to talk about wrestling, him winning on two takedowns in the last second, just, just a little bit ago, like, uh, you know, a few months ago in the, in the Olympics, mm. uh, to win a gold medal, uh, in, at the heavyweight was something I will remember for a long time. It was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, and very kind of like, Whoa, did that just happen? That was crazy. That's um, awesome. in person. I don't know that I can say an event, um, but one of the things that's that's really stood out to me is I, I grew up for a period of time in uh, West Germany when there was East and West Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was a, a little kid, probably seven or so, eight, seven or eight years old, um, we uh, played soccer in the 1972 uh, Munich stadium, <laughs> like Olympic stadium. Right. And it was just like, it, I wouldn't have even known except that now I look back and, and I see it in pictures mm-hmm. and I go, Oh, you know, I, I played like little league soccer right there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, huh? I, you know, the, I mean, I was seven. Like, I had no idea really what it was and how big of right. a deal it was. But they had repurposed it into an ability for you know us to, you know, have rec, you know, you know, rec soccer. And yeah, so I I played you know on the pitch and you know down on the field at at the Olympic Stadium in Munich, which was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, because you look back at pictures and you're like, oh yeah, I was right there. <laughs> You probably didn't. You didn't realize it when you were there as a kid, though. Oh no, I had no clue. In fact, I didn't even notice until, until I think I saw like, I don't know, something in some history book of like the 1972 Olympics, and they're showing the outside of the building. They're showing it from above, and I'm going, I know that building. I remember that building. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's see, best sports movie. Bull Durham. Bull Durham, Bull Durham, yeah, awesome. it's it's my favorite movie. Like as far as, um, you know, I love minor league baseball. Um, I love the whole idea of the, you know, the journeyman, the journeyman, you know, who's played by Kevin Costner, um, you know, and uh, the young upstart played by Tim Robbins, and he doesn't have any idea how the way the world works, and you know, it's just a it's just a really good encapsulation of of life itself but you know the process of people go through um as they're trying to figure out you know their place awesome um 
and I agree with you on minor league baseball. Minor league baseball is awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you drink, but favorite beer. <laughs> yeah, if you could see me, you knew I drink. Um, let's see. Favorite <laughs> beer. Uh, so I'm a beer snob. Um, I'm a big craft beer person. Um, so any of the sours from Russian River, um, which is in California, so supplication or or any of those uh, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Pliny the Elder, which is an IPA from Russian River, is also one of my favorites. Um, but the beer I drink every single day is from Orpheus Brewing, uh, and it's Transmigration of Souls. Is that a sour? I no, that's a double IPA. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge sour guy. Oh, okay. I, I've got it. I, I'll drink the occasional IPA, but I've gotten away from those lately. Um, I'm more of like the sours and uh, porters and stouts. And, um, so have you ever had a Russian River sour? I don't think I have, but now you've got me wanting to try that. And my dog's barking again. <laughs> <laughs> um Russian River makes the single best sours in the world. Awesome. Um I had a sour the other day um and it was pretty good from I think it was Southern Brewing Company. I think it's called Red and Black. Huh. Never uh, heard of it. It's over in Athens, I think. Um but I, I drink I've been drinking Golden Monkey a lot or not a lot, but that's been my recent kick. Yeah. It's out of uh, Victory Brewing, I think. Yeah, Philadelphia. Uh, 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 Roswell, Georgia. Roswell, Georgia. What? Uh, Victory Brewing Company. It's the. So they may have they may have something there. Victory started in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Well, um, I didn't know that. Um, but the Golden Monkey that I've been having is from there. Yeah, it's from Roswell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it, just like everybody else, it, uh, um, you know, we get now Sierra Nevada and <laughs> in Asheville, North Carolina, and we, oh, get, yeah. you know, uh, uh, um, New Belgium, and and you know, all those are now have different places all over the place. But right, yeah, Victory's Victory's a, a really good, uh, a really good brewery. Um, I've been, actually been to their brewery up in in Pennsylvania. Oh wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, like I, I, when you say beer snob, I mean I'm really a beer snob. Like I, I absolutely love. I went for ten consecutive years to the Great Taste of the Midwest, uh, in, uh, Wisconsin. Oh wow, uh, yeah, and it has all the Midwestern beers. So, mm-hmm. um, is there is there a brewery in Macon that you like since you've been there? Um, you know, um, Okmulgee and Piedmont, um. Uh, they're both here. Um, I like certain beers from, from each of them. Um, mm-hmm. they're not my kind of go-to, but, uh, but I love a, a good beer on draft, you know, that has just been made right around the corner. So right. I will certainly drop into both their breweries and, and have a beer. Um, uh, but yeah. So I like staying local in the South cause you know, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, there was actually a brewery here in Cartersville called, uh, oh, now, now it's Dry River. No. Uh, now, I'll have to text you, cause, or text you, because 
leaving my brain. Uh, Drown Valley, Drown Valley Brewing Company. Drown Valley. No, I've never heard it. It's right here in downtown Cartersville, kind of. Um, it's pretty good. Cool. Um, I got my final question. It's kind of a three part question. Okay. Uh, if you were stranded on a desert island, you could only take one book, one movie, and one album. What would you take? Oh God. Okay. Um. All right. One book, one movie, and one album. Um. Let me see. I read so much. <laughs> what is a book that I would take with me? Um, um, boy, that's hard. That is hard. Um, one of my favorite books. What is one of my favorite books? I'm a big nonfiction reader. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, you know, anything. I, anything probably by like Steven Pinker mm -hmm. um, or uh, um, Peter Singer. Um, you know, um, those are, those are kind of more philosophy type of books. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where I'm, that's where I would go with, with that. It would hard, it would be really hard for me to kind of narrow it down to, to just one book. But um, if you, you know, if you put those in a bin, I, I could probably pick out one that I, that I would take with me. How's that? Does that, that work? Works. That way, <laughs> um, one movie. I don't really watch movies. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I already said Bull Durham. Um, what's a movie that I, you know, what's um, there's a new movie out that I thought was really old. Henry, have you seen Old Henry? Uh, I don't think I have. So it's uh, it's a it's a new movie that's out that I just watched that I was pretty pretty moved by. I thought it was pretty pretty good and then the other movie that just came out was um uh god i'm gonna mess this up the dog what is what is the what's the name of it um it's brand new the power of the dog oh really yeah I so it's benedict cumberbatch and and a bunch of them i'm just trying to go with movies that like you know are you know, that I just saw that I thought were really pretty good and, mm -hmm. you know, made you think. Um, and then one album, I think that would probably be a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would, I, because I can narrow it down to, you know, who are some of my favorite bands or, you know, different things like that. Right. Um, so if I've, if I've got to pick one, I'm probably picking the Joshua Tree by U2. Mm -hmm. Um you know, yeah. I, I could go with the White Album by the Beatles. I could go with, you know, more contemporary stuff. But, you know, as a kid, and not even a kid, I mean, the Joshua Tree when I was in high school was uh, was an album that I listened to over and over and over again. So, Awesome. Um, all right, final question. What are some good wrestling movies and wrestling podcasts? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Um so there was a movie that was done. Um, I mean, obviously, Vision Quest is a as a as a movie that kind of started wrestling as a thing um, with Matthew Modine uh, back in the the 1980s. It's a movie that I remember watching when I was in high school, and you know, it's uh, it's kind of the movie that everybody points to. Um, 
another movie that I, I just think is, is really good is a movie called Win Win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with Paul Giamatti. Um, and he basically is a, not a very good wrestling coach. And he, <laughs> and he, and he brings in, um, bring like a kid kind of shows up on his doorstep and he's a really good wrestler. And, um, it's, it's so much more about not wrestling, mm-hmm. but wrestling plays such a central part of the kind of the background of these two individuals. Mm-hmm. But it's more about their relationship and kind of, you know, where they're going with their life and those sorts of things that so it's it's, you know, it's not a wrestling quote unquote movie, but it's wrestling plays a major part of it. Awesome. Yeah, so I think that that's uh, that's one that maybe a lot of people don't know about. That um, that uh, yeah, that they that they should. It, uh, and then podcasts. Um, so uh, Blood Round, okay, um, is is awesome. Jason Bryant does awesome wrestling podcasts uh, uh, with uh, I think it's Matt. Matt, Matt News. Talk. What is it? Matt Talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So any of those. Um, you know, I like Wrestling Changed My Life with Ryan Warner. Um, I think it's Ryan who does Wrestling Changed My Life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just more, again, along the lines of, of um, you know, maybe outside of wrestling and how, how wrestling has kind of impacted their, their path. Right. <clears throat> Um, I just lost my. I, I listened to Jason Bryant and his stuff. Uh, um, and then I thought I haven't seen Blood Round, but I have to look that one up. Yeah, it's a it's two guys in Michigan. They're just fun. Awesome. Um, well, I think that's about all I had questions for you. Uh, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? No, I mean, I don't know when it's going to air, but, you know, if it does air before Monday uh, and Tuesday, I would I would encourage people, you know, on the National Collegiate Wrestling Duels, you know, it's not often that we get top Division One programs uh, down. I think that, you know, we should watch it and support it as much as possible. Um, the knockout is, is the premier event in the Southeast. It happens December 27th to 28th for... Um, you know, the high school kids, um, it's going to be great. Um, and then, you know, if people haven't visited my website, I don't know if people, I don't, I don't know how many people go to it or whatever, but I try to cover the Southeast as best I can. And, and, uh, you know, try to be as unbiased as possible, you know, (laughs) and really about promoting the sport. So those would be the three things I would plug. Well, hopefully I have this published and out today. So people should get those links in time. Awesome. Well, Jason, I've really enjoyed this, and uh, man, it's been a blast. I, I, I'm finally, I'm glad that wrestling's getting some uh, media coverage because it deserves it. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And honestly, the more we can talk about it, and the more people listen to it, and the more people you know are engaged and that sort of thing, it's only going to be better for the sport. So, right. you know, I'm I'm happy to have conversations and and. Uh, and I think the more we talk about it, the better. Awesome. Well, like I said, this has been an awesome, a lot of fun, and I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, man. You take care. Thanks. You too. All right, bye.